In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my New Year's baby is the one, the only. Travis Ratz here. I feel I know that I've used that. Yeah, I know. I'm sure I used the same thing, too. And it's not fresh, and it's it's not creative, and yeah. it's not, it's not. But I, you know, frankly, Travis, the shit gets old. I, oh, I just pulled back the curtain for the audience. It's, Actually, I love it. Um, I try uh, to keep it fresh and new. Well, here's the thing. Uh, let's just pull back a yeah. little bit further. I think this has been a banner year for comic exposure. I think we've been think- killing it. But one of the things that has been slacking. Is your intros this me. year? Yeah, is, it, is yeah, your intros have been not not the intro intro. Lacking. Your intros have been good. It's just your intro of me. Normally, the past years it was it was uh, a cauldron of creativity. And I know it was it was a callback to something we read. It was informative. It was a teaser. This year, you know, twenty twenty. Am I right? Twenty twenty was it was a killer. And I should have started off this new year of podcasting with a much, but can we do it one more time? Yeah, let's take it from the top, baby. Here we go. Here we go. All right. 2021. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. And my podcast... Fuck. I don't know, man. I don't know. My my podcast... (laughs) You thought I had it. I didn't. My, My podcast year in review list is the one and the only. My top ten list is number one with a bullet uh what is dave uh insert david letterman impression uh travis rats here <laughs> throw your card just throw your card oh man 2021 starting off so bad already <laughs> it's all right it's all right it's all right so uh welcome to the comic social podcast where travis and i delve deep into comic books we talk about nerd stuff we do all that you are in our year in review episode Travis and I usually like to sit down at the beginning of the new year and give you an episode where we talk about everything that you already listened to or you didn't listen to. And you can go, oh, I skipped that episode. I'm going to go back and listen to that That's one. Right. I like it. And by, I like what the boys are saying. And by usually, I think we mean we've done it maybe once or twice before in our six years of podcasting. No, yeah. I think we've done it every year for six years. There was one year where we only did like 12 episodes. Well, that might be true. But this year, Travis, I want you to know, folks, this year, Travis and I did 23 books. 23 books this year. Look at you doing the research. Seven books from DC Vertigo. Eight books from Marvel. Eight books from other publishers, which include TKO, uh, just indie publishing and image comic books that we did this year. Wow. Hey, I thought I was... I didn't know I it was so diverse. Far more, I thought we'd have far more DC books than we did this year. Or what about Marvelous Summer? I, well, Marvelous Summer, that's eight books came mostly out of Marvelous Summer. I thought for sure that we'd have more DC, but if I take the Vertigo out of there, the DC list is small this year, bud. Do we take the Vertigo? You take the, you take the DC out the Vertigo and mix it in a cup. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
So we we dove into 23 graphic novels or trades this year. Uh, we had, uh, I think, the same two people on more than once this year. Uh, our guest this year, Andrea Consalvi, was on a couple times. Our our best our best friend uh, in, in the comic book lands, uh, Doctor Dan, the Batman fan, made a couple appearances here. It was we Al, Alan about... Strawbridge came in for maybe one of these. Oh, that's right. My Alan came on for Blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Alan, Alan came on for Blade. I think Gabby came on for Conan. Uh, Conan. That rounds up our guest list this year. Four guests. Which, I'm being honest, it's four more guests than we had the year before, I think. <laughs> Probably. And there she is right there. There's Gab right there giving me the stank eye. Because I'm not oh. allowed on this thing anymore. You are too <laughs> allowed on it. What do you want? You want to talk about the next book? You don't read. Can I, can I, tell, you, can I tell you my... We, this, is not on our, this is not on our list, but my favorite like episode as far as talking? Yeah. Conan. Uh-huh. Conan. Oh, but there you go, babe. You made Travis's favorite episode as far as talking goes. It was the best. For Conan. It yeah. was. It was good. I still think about that shirt that never happened. Not, not you can. You can buy it. You can't get it. Oh. You can buy it now. Yeah. You can buy it. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. It's up. It's up. <laughs> Speaking of, folks, if you want to head to our, uh, our Threadless store, uh, comicexposure.threadless.com, you can get yourself a uh, Are You There, Crom? It's me, Conan. Sure. Yeah. Uh, for a relatively cheap price, if you're if you, it's going to be delivered to your house and it's going to be good. You can get it. So, Travis, I want to talk, uh, and you and I want to talk. Not just me, both of us. We've decided what we're going to talk about this episode. Mm-hmm. We we want you and me. We want to talk about what our favorite books we read this year. What are what what's the book? What's the run we want to go run out and finish? Yep. Oh, I like that. I what's like our? I what, see what you did. What was our what was our most surprising read? Mm-hmm. I assume that's the one that we liked more than we thought we would. Oh, I, I said art. I thought I did it as the most surprising book that I finished. <laughs> like the, the surprise <laughs> that I finished the book. That's that is uh, that we could do that as well. <laughs> and uh, best art and best covers are okay. our, our topic uh, for this one. And then we'll probably end with a little bit of a babbling about whatever we want to talk about because it's our show. So That's right. Travis, let's start right now. We start with favorite book, uh, start with favorite book of ooh, 2020, or do you want to favorite book? End with oh favorite God, book? I don't know. Do we go, do we, do we, uh, let's go, let's end with it. Let's end with it. Let's build. Okay. Well, let's end build. with favorite book. Okay. So here's what I want to, let's start here. What's the series that you want to run out and you want to finish the run? Okay. You, finish, you were like, I read this. I want to go finish it. Perfect, seg- perfect segue. Thank you for letting me go first. Uh, I just mentioned the book a moment ago. Uh, Jason Aaron's Conan. The Life and Death of Conan. Uh, it's Jason Aaron. Uh, Jason Aaron, he's going to do it. Um, can't keep doing it. I can't do it. Um, Jason Aaron, I feel that he writes series really well. Um, mm-hmm. And I know there hasn't been a series that he that he's written where I'm like, oh, this isn't... This this drops off, you know. When you think about, um, yeah, he does. I mean, even his his run on Thor, Thor. is something I wish I could go read. It's gigantic. I never, I can't do it now. It's just too yeah. long, man. Yeah. But everything that I read from it, I really enjoyed. He's a, he's a great writer. We talked about it too as being the first volume, at least the one that we read, was these kind of little vignettes. So they were framed with this present day story of like this right. red witch that he defeats and you know uh but it has a real anthology feel to it and i i, I go oh I, I really want to continue reading that 
and see where the bigger frame story goes with yeah, this yeah. kind of red witch thing. And I think that would be interesting. I think it's something that you can kind of pick up and read through really quickly. Uh, I'm surprised I actually haven't picked it up. I'm not quite sure how many volumes are there. I have almost but picked I'll... up. The second volume popped up on my Amazon while I was looking today. And I was like, oh, hmm. Because my 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 I've I've been eyeballing the Conan novelization, the original sto- stories, and you and I this was on my comic book Christmas list, and my wife purchased me the first vo- the first one where it has like the first writings about Conan, right from the nineteen thirties, yeah, uh, the first pulpy books about it. So I'm excited I to read that. I, call, I always want to mistake the author as Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> no, it's like Robert Robert. Uh, Howard? Howard, Robert Howard, or yeah. Robert, yeah, or Robert, Robert E. Howard. Lee Howard, <laughs> Robert E. E. Cummings. Um, uh, but I that was possibly I look. You and I talk about this all the time. We usually pick two because one of us is going to pick what the other person yeah. says. Conan was one of mine, but the other one, Jessica Jones. I enjoyed that volume of Jessica Jones. I know it's finite. I know that it ends. And I would like to finish it. I would like there's to. There's only read that one out. more volume of that, right? Correct. Right, right. So there's only well, there's two books. I think we, it ends up being four. No, wait. We did we read twelve issues of it? Did we read a whole? No, no. We read ten issues. There was a twelve issue volume or a fourteen issue volume, and then I want to say there's yeah, like there's 20. two. There's, there's two. I think there's twenty some issues. If I think about it all together, there's like twenty some issues. I, I that's my that's one that we read that I'd like to go finish. Um, I enjoyed it. Some parts of it were better than others, but I want to see where it goes. Do you know right? that, want, if that if the, his run has a definite ending? I do not know because I haven't read it. Yeah. So I'd like to, I'd like to go check it out and see where it goes. See, I doubt, I doubt it has a definite ending because it's not as though the character dies, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious as to see like where he takes it. That know? was one of my factors in picking a series. I mean, I, listen, I could read, I'd like to read about 75% of the books that we read this year. I'd like to read on. It's just who has that kind yeah. of time, Josh? You know, we have to be, we have to, you know, you have to make decisions in this yeah. life. And so yeah. one of the things that I was looking for is, okay, uh, which series, if I keep reading, probably has somewhat of a solidified ending as opposed to just a tweeter, uh, twi- twittering out, tweeting out. T- petering out? Petering out. Thank you. I knew it, I knew it sounds something kind of dirty. Um, I was getting there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that Conan is one of those. And Jessica Jones might be as well, because I don't think there's an ongoing Jessica Jones series for a long time. I think they, br- I think they brought it, I think they brought her back, but it, like, it, it's not called the Alias, same. though. Yeah. No, the Alias series is Alias. So that, that that's one that, that made my list. Um, I, the, the art is passable, but I, the story I think is interesting enough to go hang out in that world. Right. And go and go find it. I want to know what 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 happened. That's a story I was like, oh, okay, I like where this is going. Let's dive into this sort of seedy underbelly of Marvel Comics. Yeah, we only got two. We only got two story arcs in that 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 volume that we read. Right. All right. You go first this time. You go first this time. Let's do um, uh, let's let's break up the art a little bit. So uh, let's go best covers. Best covers. All right. So I was thinking, look, we did 23 books this year. Most of the artists were, we read some old books and the covers are not great on some of those old books we read. 
we read a lot of books this year, way more than I, you know, this is, this was a pretty flush year compared to, I think last year, or maybe the year before we had a pretty light year, but 23 books. And, um, I'm going to say I went back cause I remembered these covers, right? When we do these, we're like, okay, here are the things we want to talk about. One of the books that came to mind right away to go look at was Lucifer because mm-hmm. I remember loving the initial artist and I remember the covers being very sort of like painterly, right? So right. I went back, checked out those covers and that Lucifer, and I was like, yep, my brain remembered correctly. These are great. That's what I'm going with. We read uh, Lucifer, the first volume of Lucifer, which ends up being um, a couple of the issues that were Sandman presents Lucifer. And then after that, uh, the first three or four issues of the actual Lucifer comic. So all the all the covers are super painterly. Yeah. They're very pretty in the digital edition. You don't get any of the lettering on a them. A lot of those so are to, uh, Scott Hampton covers. Yeah, so that, you get to just Scott stare Hampton. at how you get to stare at how beautiful they are uh, in the digital version, and probably I imagine in the paper version too. Not in the in the trade version, they probably don't have any of the dressing on the on the covers. Um, so they're I I thought they were great. I always thought. That was a moment when I was reading the book, I'd stop and I'd be like, ooh, this is gorgeous. Because the artists change, and we talked about this when we were reading the book, like the artists change when it moves from uh, Sandman Presents Lucifer to um, uh, to the actual Lucifer book. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Uh, there was like three different art changes in this that right and i didn't i didn't love i i didn't totally love the artists on i mean it was very house vertigo the guy who did the the regular series but i remember the covers were gorgeous right and i was like okay that's the one so i went back and proved myself correct i think some of the best covers we saw this year came from that trip uh into lucifer into hell to hang out with lucifer yeah, gosh, I was looking at this cover right now of the trade. It's like that there's artist so many artists. Sold his there's soul so to many, the devil. There's so many artists in this in this giant tome of a of a book. Yeah, it's it's yeah. one of those series where like it looks like they just couldn't they just couldn't pick they couldn't keep someone on it for whatever reason. I don't you know I don't know I don't know enough about it to to say, but it definitely had a bunch of artists. But those I, covers, I think I remember same guy, the, always I, gorgeous. I think I remember in the foreword, it's all the artists were just getting hot. And so they're getting picked up for kind of bigger books and dream books. So I think they were talking about that in the forward, like mm-hmm. losing artists and, and, and I should read forwards. Yeah. That's very forward thinking of you, sir. Yeah. Uh, mine, is 2020. Mine. So what? Yeah. Give me your favorite covers, buddy. Uh, mine are going to, it, I, like you said, it was a little bit tougher this year. I don't feel because we did a lot of old stuff and those have a very sp- specific style of how they do covers, very house, very <laughs> expositional, just kind of like, here's the climactic scene of what happens in this book. And I don't think you or I really like that kind of cover work. I think we like more of a tonal uh, cover. And so yeah. I went all the way back to Fables. Fables mm, okay. has a very distinctive cover art style. I believe it's by James Jean. Uh, where's the other person? Uh, Aaron Weisenfeld do a lot of the original series covers. And no, they're good covers. Yeah, they just they seem so... Like Here's one right here um, that I'm holding up. And it's uh, they, they're very iconic. Like when I, I remember before I read yeah. Fables going through Barnes and Nobles and being like, oh, that's Fables, obviously. That's Fables. And I respect that the series kind of kept their covers the same throughout the entire series. 
They're like, this is our aesthetic. We're going to stick with it. Um, and again, it's not a big action of what happens in the story. It's kind of a artistic collage of elements within the story. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that same thing about those Lucifer covers do. I, those are, I mean, it's vertigo. So you think about like those vertigo covers were always very good and evocative and they, they, it was more feeling than like Zam Bap Pow on the cover, right? Like yeah. if you go back and look at those blade covers from the, from the blade series we yeah. read and you go back and you look at the covers from, um, the Cree scroll war and, uh, justice league, like the odyssey, you know, all of those had a very like, here are our covers and well, here's kind of what happens. Covers I found listening to podcasts about comics or YouTubers about comics Covers are very subjective on what people like. I'll, I'll I'll watch people review comics and they're like, "Oh, this cover is awesome," and I'm like, "No." I love people love Peach Momoka covers, and I'm just like, "I don't get it. I don't I don't get the Peach Momoka." Covers. Some people like John Denver covers, and I'm like, "Come on, guys, yeah, let John Denver be John Denver. Yeah, quit trying to cover music." You know what's really hard to find good covers of is Superman. I find that it's hard to find good Superman covers. Like Superman, Superman always looks like it was taken from an animation cell. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. I okay. can see. That. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because his color, his color palette is so it's so primary. Yeah, that it's it's hard to kind of tweak that. Yeah, well, you have to do something. I think, I think one thing that's that's missing sometimes. And a lot of, and now like there's a million covers for every book, right? There's like, oh, here's this special cover for this one and that one. And the 400 C cover, if you bought, if you purchase this many for your comic book shop, you get this special. And why are the variants always better than the original covers? Make those the covers. Uh, Because then you wouldn't get the company to, you wouldn't get the, uh, the comic book store to buy a bunch of them so they could get the fancy cover. But I think like, you know, the one that was a close second for me, close second for covers uh, was the Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Yes. Because they they had a very sort of like, look, they were super heavy metal. You could have slapped Megadeth <laughs> or something on the cover and it would have been, it would have fit, it would have fit right <clears throat> out. That might have made it for me too. Maybe it was just because we just recently talked about it and I was like, well, let me go back and look a little bit further well, and it was only And it's only four covers, right? It's so only it literally covers, was only, yeah. yeah. But I have a couple of the variant covers because I, I bought them in, in, you know, in the in the floppy style. Uh, and um, I was like, OK, I, I like this cover better. I'm going to get this one. Right. So you, I got my choice of covers. So but yeah, no. So, OK, I like that. So here let's talk this. All right. So if that was that that was best covers, let's let's talk. What was the most surprising book, the book you read that you were most surprised? Take it either how you want that you no. managed to finish it. Or that you actually that you enjoyed <laughs> no, it more I, than you. I, I, the one I was like, okay, we'll read this, but then I, I surprisingly re- enjoyed it. Uh, I have two for this, so if you don't have two, maybe you should go first. I just have one. Okay, so you and go mine, first, and because I know it's exactly the one that you're going to pick. Maybe the one actually. Okay, there's two of them. Yeah. I have two that I could pick too, okay. uh, and it's either so Gambit. I think is my most surprising. Okay, pick go with Gambit I, then, because that was that one I of mine. Really that I really enjoy. I was not expecting to like it. I figured it would be super nineties and it would just be 
I don't know, pockets everywhere, but it was a really good story, which is not what I was expecting. As soon as you get out of the here's who he is and you get into the going to the thieves guild and because really it's, it's Gambit classics volume one, which takes his first appearance in the X-Men and you get that story with him and storm. And then you get the actual story, the actual, like however many issues. And that was fantastic. It was great. The art was good. Yeah. All of it was good. It like the setting, New Orleans as a setting, it was all wonderful. It felt like the best of the like X-Men. Like what I loved about X-Men comics. Uh and yeah. I liked it so much that I read the next volume of Gambit and then I read the Rogue Gambit spin-off. Well, that's right. Once. Yeah. So it really sent me down a whole Gambit um hole, Gambit hole. T-shirt. I went down a Gambit hole. <laughs> what did you find you down there? A whole, you I found Gambit on the game. I found some onions and I found some, some peppers <laughs> and some and some okra. It's, some, it some made okra. my hole very spicy. Um, and yeah, so I think that that was a big surprise to me as well. Yeah. Certainly the biggest surprise of Marvelous Summer and one of the biggest surprises uh, of the year. That's a good pick I, I, on I that. Usually, one. Marvelous Summer, we pick stuff that we didn't expect to love. We just pick stuff that we thought would be goofy to read, right? Yeah. So we read. A McFarlane Spider-Man and we read Cree Scroll War and we read a, a series of Blade and we read like stuff that were like, let's just have fun and read some stuff that we would never normally pick out. Exactly. To read. Yeah. And, and it was more surprising that you were surprised by Gam because one of your least favorite X-Men characters. And I just think my only my only like bout with him is in the animated series and he just wasn't Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I so I like hard. that this. I'm I'm hoping that 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 read redeemed Gambit a little bit in your eyes. So I I hope that when you and think I, of it him, was a good story. It was a good story. You think it's him story. a little more fondly. Uh, so that, what I gotta know what was your other choice because I wonder yeah. if it's my other choice. Well, here here are my two choices. I had uh, oh, Gambit, no, no, and then no, I had uh, Judge Dread America. Uh, okay. I didn't know what to expect with Judge Dredd. The Judge Dredd story that we read, Amer- at least in America, was not what I thought Judge Dredd, Judge Dredd was going to be. I thought Judge Dredd was going to be more like Tank Girl, where it was more style over substance, uh, mm-hmm. as far as it being this really kind of indie, gritty thing that felt more like it belonged in a rock magazine than in a comic book. Uh, everything I'd seen of Judge Dredd in pop culture and the way people would refer to Judge Dredd in comics and what I knew about 2000 AD, I thought Judge Dredd was going to be something different. Uh, and I wasn't sure about reading a whole comic that was, you know, heavy metal like that. And then it turned out to be this kind of weird dystopian sci-fi very heartfelt uh and very complex story that hit this was a few months ago and man it really captured the 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 topical political yeah, current yeah. of the, of this summer and fall uh eerily um on point with that and so reading that with what i thought i was going to expect and what I got, I was quite surprised and uh, pleased with uh, Judge Dread America. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you, dude. That was one of the ones that was surprising. I think my I, I thought for sure we'd click on this one for a second one. I almost picked Judge Dredd as a as it, <clears throat> but I think really uh the Claremont Miller Wolverine surprised me too. I assumed I would I figured it's gonna be it won't be it'll be old and I just won't get into it and you know, we picked it because it was Claremont Miller, but you know, like it, it there's like four issues, but I really dug that one. I thought that was good. But I think I think your judge I think your judge dread is probably a better pick than that. I think the Wolverine didn't, didn't surprise. surprise me because uh we had seen that in Daredevil and I was like, Oh yeah. I know they can yeah. pull that off. But yeah, okay. All right. So we got those are yeah. a couple of good surprises. If you haven't read either of those, very different. One is fun, Gambit, oh, and the other very, one very is different. is uh yeah, maybe wait till happier times to reach Judge Dread yeah. America. Um, maybe. All right, so that um, brings us to you. Oh, we have a one best, more before our big one, which art. is best art. So over, like best in in inside art. My best art on the inside of the book goes to Sarah. Uh, Sarah out on TKO, and I really should have looked up the artist, which is I'm which I'm doing right now. Um, <clears throat> dang, I'm stupid. Oh, this is buggy. Oh, who is it? I, Do you I, have it in front right, of you? I have it right here on the thing. Um, short, keep talking, it's, well, Garth, and, I'll, and I'll pull and I'll pull it up. Uh, Garth, Ennis, Garth Ennis writes it. Uh, Steve Epting. Steve Epting. Oh, Steve Epting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and Brightweiser on colors. So uh, it is just gorgeous. Um, the colors are and part of it is like Brightweiser is a is a an amazing colorist. She's fantastic. Uh, but the art is on point. The facial acting in the whole dang thing is great. He does amazing winter scenes with the breath and the like, and the pacing on panels was really good. I don't know how much of that is Garth Ennis and how much of that is just the drawing by Steve Epting, but I thought it was phenomenal. I think the best art of the year goes to that one for me. Um, it really tonally. Had a had a really good tone the whole like out of everything we read, I felt that that had um, just one of the best sort of like it gave you feeling. You could feel it when you uh, when you read it. Uh, yeah, we talked about how so much of that is it felt like a movie because of the facial acting, because it, yeah. of the pacing of it. There's not a lot of dialogue, particularly uh, in that book, and it's a lot of quiet moments. And in fact, the whole ending of that of uh, that 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 short six series, a uh, six book run, is uh, a nonverbal uh, like four pages. Um, and one of the best endings of a book we've yeah. read in a long time. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which brings us to me, oh, my oh, favorite Okay, art, that's a good choice. That's a good uh, choice. Is, uh, that would be Silver Surfer Black, of course, written oh, by Don, uh, Donny Cates. And uh, was that tra- uh, Dave Stewart did covers, I think. Uh, Dave Stewart did colors on it. And uh, then I don't uh, have Oh, mine sorry. Um, Trad, Trad Moore. Trad Moore, is, Trad Moore yeah. uh, did uh, uh, sto- uh, help with the story and art. And this, um, this is one that only ones I didn't read digital, this and Lucifer. I got the big, based on Josh's recommendation, the big, you know, oversized. oversized. And maybe that really helped with the art, but uh, this one is a combination of what makes the art so great, and this is the colors in it as well. We didn't pick best colorist. Maybe that's what we should do next year. Um, I think this would still take it for me. It's kind of this 
weird. We haven't read any Silver Surfer. This was, it, I, like, I wouldn't say fun. I wouldn't describe the art as fun, but it, it's, no, it's so like a, genre. It's, like a, it's so... No. Um, it, it's like a black light painting on acid, yeah. if that's even possible, right? Like, it's it's it was so out there and so good. You're right. Did that, and, and I would tell you, like, could we have two different books? If you if you put Sarah and that Silver Surfer book side by side, could the art be any different but still wonderful for both of those books? Right. And honestly, the Silver Surfer uh, art, the um, uh, Trad Moore, isn't down my wheelhouse of art style that I'm like, oh, that's definitely me. A oh, rats is gonna love that. It's 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 much more rounded. It's it's less liney uh, than. The, the art that I, I usually like a pretty hatchy kind of art style. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you're a giant, uh, like Sean Murphy. Yeah. Guy, you know? Yeah. I like, I like points and I like hatches. <laughs> I think that is a, that's a good choice, dude. I, I was looking at it. I was like, Oh, that was really good. But there was just something about like the emotion, the weight of that Sarah book that yeah. I was just like, okay, that, that one felt, so, but that, that, the art in that book is, in that Silver Surfer book is bonkers. It yeah. is, it is so good. It's bonkers. I, I, I'll say a runner up, and this is probably one of your runners up. And I'm saying this because I know it's not your favorite book. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I know what your favorite book is. Um, unless you change, unless you call it an audible. So oh, I'm, you, you I'm know gonna, what my I'm going to mention this book is the eight heads in a duffel bag. Oh, eight heads. <laughs> it's uh, eight heads in a basket. Uh, the art in that basket full of heads. Thank you. <laughs> The art in that was really good. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Basketful of heads, really good art. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, good art. I, like we picked some pretty like some. There was some solid art in the books we read that weren't those classic books. Um, but what I about could be Mike Magnolia in Space Odyssey too. Right. Very, that's what I mean. And I'm and seriously, my pick for the book of the year. I could because I read the entire run. I could have put that for almost every one of my picks this year. Okay. My my book of the year that we read. Uh, you let's you go first. You share yours first because I know it's not mine. Okay. Yeah. We can. We can. You. You had. You had mentioned. You mentioned mine. Uh, but I didn't want to change it because it's my favorite book of the year, and I don't want to pick a second favorite. But Sarah. Sarah yeah. was my favorite book yeah. of the year. Uh, you know, and not just because Garth Ennis wrote it, but I mean, the guy. But mainly because Garth Ennis. The guy knows me. The guy. The I mean, I, if you and this is a, he's this my is Garth Ennis. Animal. I love. Yeah. I love this stuff. This yeah. is the stuff I love. Um, he's the pacing was great, man. It's a good book. It's it's six issues of the story that is based loosely on. <laughs> Uh, you know, real squadrons of Russian female soldiers uh, during World War II. And, yeah. and it, he brings in history. The pacing, like you said, it was just so good. The dialogue was so strong, uh, you know. And you're looking at Garth Ennis, who is typically... His, his characters tend to be real masculine bravado crass characters and here he just effortlessly writes strong A female super characters strong female. it was so good and the, the all the side characters you didn't get a lot of time with them but they were all individual they i i cannot speak highly of this enough of this book even after 
this book was purchased and not sent to me was I was like, oh, I can't hold that against them because, damn it, TKO, you made it's a, good. you made the, you made my book of the year, uh, and good on you. Now uh, here <laughs> I am, maybe like the third or fourth time mentioning this book when we did it in the preview when we did it for the episode. And now my best of TKO, send me that book. <laughs> send me that book. You you need it because it is also a oversized. I bought TKO it. I bought it in the six issue separate okay. bound one. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Yeah. All right. TKO. Sorry. There's a total knockout uh, on their end. But yeah, that one. That, that one is is my best. That would have been my second. That would have been my second pick. That would have been my runner up. But I don't know. You can blame the. Uh, you can blame um, uh, the rain. Can I blame it? Can you I can, blame it on the stars can, that fall at night? can you can blame it um on covid uh you can blame it on quarantine um but we read green arrow the longbow hunters and it was i don't know what it was it was gritty it was ground level it was i don't know if it was like uh mike uh mike grell's weird art on it it was like colored pencils but it wasn't and then it was it, whatever it was i read that book and i was like oh this is why i liked that tv show when it first came out Mm -hmm. right this is why this is that sort of like this is what did it um and the relationship between he and black canary i ended up reading every single part of his run which ends up being how many volumes is it uh are you, gonna get the, are you gonna get the omnibus? It's like 150 bucks online. I read all nine volumes, uh, all digitally, and I've never wanted the actual physical copies more. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Um, like I said, and, and Mike Grell's art is good, and then when he hands it to other artists later on, it's good. I don't I cannot explain why it clicked with me so much. Um, but I thought the uh and over eight volumes, he tells this big weaving story about um the Green Arrow and Black Canary and their love and how they fall out and how they come back in the story of you know, uh, his relationship with, with, uh, shadow in, in Japan and all of this stuff gets weaved into it over eight volumes. And although like, you know, it takes a turn and it does what comics in the eighties did. And, you know, there's, you know, there's like a anti-war book, like an anti-war issue and there's an environmentalist issue. And then there's a, it does all those twists and turns, but through it all, it's grounded very much in this relationship uh, between Oliver and, um, and, and, um, and, and Black Canary. And it's my book of the year, dude. And because it may not have been had I not went and read all eight volumes mm-hmm. after, because this is Longbow Hunters kicks off his take on it. And right. then he does eight volumes after that. Yeah. So I read nine books of this uh, and literally would finish one and be like, well, shit, and just download the next one and finish that one and be like, well, shit. And just, I, I, 
It's it my favorite read of the entire year. It was and, and probably was, because I read it all. That that was close to being a Christmas gift. I saw the omnibus online and I was like, oh. But then I was thinking, you know what? He likes it so much. It might be that might be a fun series to track down at like cons and shops where you like you know how you go to con. And you're like, well, I don't really anything I want. I can kind of get online, but that that idea of searching for like a, a good quality one and flipping through it. If you love the series yeah. that much, that might be a fun hunt to do it would be f- like it would be fun to get the singles in some of them to go like and go like okay i really like this this is a really great single issue yeah. i want this and it's, to have that a, list on your phone that you check off every time you go to con and get a couple of more issues yeah. to it yeah it's it was it was uh like again had i not read all of it i may not it may not be my pick sarah probably would have been my pick if you take green arrow out of what we read this year that Sarah is leaps and bounds. I think the best book we read all year. It's yeah. hard for me to make, it's hard for me to make a contender out of anything else we read that, that was as good as Sarah was. Um, but I don't know what it was that this was the thing that got me through the beginning of quarantine uh, was, was this book and just going through it. And I have a personality like that. Like I reread all of dark Knight, or I read all of the, um, uh, Nightfall. I reread all of that at one point because I was like, okay, this is something, this is something comforting. I want to read this. I'm going to go through this. And so uh, I don't know, but this was this was my book of the year. Now, Longbow you, Hunter, Green Arrow. It's it is tough. So those those are our books of the year. I think uh, I liked Longbow Hunters a lot as well. We had a lot of good books this year, and then we had a lot of holes that we filled in but it was a nice combination i think longbow hunters is also one of the reasons marvel of summer came about because if you look at our choices for marvel of summer in theory a lot of those when we were thinking about or like well maybe this could be there was some there's a lot of 80s will, a lot of 80s maybe this will be the green arrow right 70s yeah. or 80s books in there that we were kind of that you know uh thinking that might be a green arrow-esque type thing uh yeah, but there's there was a lot. I mean, e- even things like the Andy Kaufman book that we read. We didn't read yeah, a lot of that non. Was a fun one. We didn't read a lot of nonfiction stuff this year. Uh, that might have been like really the only piece that was, was what you could call like biographical. It's probably the most. It's probably the most indie book we read this year as well, right? Like Box Brown's take on Andy Kaufman. Very yeah. sort of like not a big publisher, not one of the big. You know, not one of the big three. Sarah being, I mean, TKO is is pretty damn indie, but um, the model is not indie, right? Like right. it's a, it's a, you know, yeah, but they I, don't, they I, don't want to be indie. They want to be image, <laughs> right? Yeah. They do, like they they sure do, yeah. um, or at least they want to curate very a limited amount of very good books, which is I think what Image stopped doing. They need to curate some better artists. Shots fired. Uh, TKO, send me that book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So those were, those are the books that we read this year. 23 of them, some really good ones. All right, I'm going to say it. Toughest one to get through. I have two. Kree Scroll War or Blade? Those are the toughest for me to get to. Mine were, uh, I think, so Blade takes it then because that was an overlap. Um, I I would say a Blade or um, Superman Smashes the Clan. (laughs) Yeah, that was tough. That was tough, but it wasn't (laughs) as bad as Kree Scroll War. At least I like the art in Kree Scroll War. Uh, Yeah, that that was a stinker too. I mean, it wasn't a stinker. It was just... Of its time, it was just it was just hard to get through, man. 
But Blade, by far the hardest. By far the hardest. Uh, even by the time you get to the back of it, where they're doing a little bit more modern Blade, it's like the worst modern Blade. <laughs> yeah, it's it was none of the art was. Poor was Alan. Fantastic. Alan always comes on when we read like, well, let's take a chance I on know. this book. Let's take a chance on a weird one. Alan, come on and do it. Yeah, man. Come on, come uh, do gorillas with us. Guy, I thought I a gorilla. It was good, but it's tough to give that to someone who doesn't read comics and be like, "Hey, enjoy this." (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I I mean, like those were those were the books we read this year, and I think you know what we we I think what we did is we had read a bunch of DC the year before, and then we were like, "Let's spend some time with Marvel, baby!" And then I just think we picked some some not great Marvel books. I yeah, I would love some help. I would love some help because I feel like DC does stand alone. I think DC has better runs sometimes or stories sometimes than than Marvel does. Right. I think Marvel ends up being I mean, a little typically, more iconic, we, I mean the, the, the DC stuff that we pick is Batman. There's always something to like about the Batman books we pick. I mean, even last night on Earth, we're like, it's Batman right. the post-apocalyptic. But when, there was like like Space Odyssey. I didn't find that enthralling. Um, uh, Wonder Woman was good. I guess we didn't read that much DC. No, we, I mean we did, but Long we read Hunters most. Of, I think it was because good. we had like yeah. Well, the, the, the just, Marvel the, stuff that we picked, other than like Claremont, we, was we was bad us. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't look at lists. We picked Goofy. Yeah. No, we picked goofy Marvel stuff just to pick goofy Marvel stuff. Look, Silver Surfer Black was fun. Uh, I thought that was a, that was a good read. Like, I the would Wolverine, like to know where it goes. I thought was legitimately good. I really liked that Gambit. We liked that was a nice surprise. Uh, the last year we had that X Men, so that was a big Marvel Marvel run. We talked about yeah, that quite yeah, a bit. yeah, the, yeah. That was that was good. That was good. So, Travis, as we wrap this bad boy up. I don't even know how. What, what do we got on the clock? We've well, forty-one we're, we're minutes about, and seventeen seconds. We have forty-one minutes in. That's pretty good. Let's yeah. give the people what they want, Travis. Let's give the people what they want. Okay. What do you think of Mandalorian? Well, Josh, I gotta say, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I liked. I liked second season better than first season. I liked the first season, but I wasn't enthralled with the first season. I would wait a couple weeks and maybe. Then watch the next episode, or or have two or three build up, and then watch them. Couldn't do it this year. Had to watch it week by week. I I I just this year they did a really great job of of answering questions throughout the season in a way that made sense. That didn't just be like, well, here's the baby's name. Uh, well, here is uh uh. The, the Jedi we're referring to here is 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 this stuff. And I, I thought yeah. it, it that first season, it was building all the questions. The second season, they didn't just wait till the end and throw them all out in one episode. They they parsed them out. Uh, and I thought they did a really good job of that. And I'm looking forward to it being finished. I don't need I don't want any more Mandalorian. Honestly, I'm good. Let's let's move Tim- on to the next Tim- thing. And Timothy Oliphant got to Timothy Oliphant all over maybe, an episode of Mandalorian. My, my favorite episode still is the first episode of the second season. It was I was I really enjoyed it. If I'm gonna have a complaint, Grogu is a terrible name. I, it's a dumb name. It's dumb. Well, we don't know the etymology behind it yet. I'm sure like there'll be a whole separate Star Wars comic where it talks about where the name Grogu comes from. 
Sure, but it sounds dumb. What so, if it's short for something like Grogamite? That's that I, I'll accept Grogamite. Or maybe he's Jewish. Gro, Gro, Grogustein Stein. Grogustein? No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. And uh, my but, name is Grogostein. Okay, I'm gonna stop. No, no, stop <laughs> it. Uh, last episode. Spoiler alert. It was bad CGI. It was yeah. bad CGI. Have you did seen- I what did I enjoy that it was that that was the character that it was? Yes. Did I know that's who it was as soon as you saw the, the first flicker of a lights? Yes. Did yeah. I know who it was? Yes. Would I have appreciated it more had they never shown the face? Yes. I think I would have been you fine. You could have, or at least like hidden it in like a dark robe. Like, you know, so that way it's more forgiving of the CGI, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, don't take the hood off. Don't keep the hood on. Have you seen the internets this week? Like the, when the internet did the deep fake on it and it looks better? No, I have not. Oh yeah, the internet took that scene and was like, oh, we can make this better. And they made it, they made it a little bit better as far I'll as the, the, uh, the age defying CGI. Obviously, we're it's talking just, about Luke Skywalker coming in there, and uh, I, I like the scene. I thought it was great. I am like, oh, what a, a great scene. way. It was that, a good scene. That's the only way I would be uh, like not completely like bummed out that Grogu can't be with the Mandalorian anymore. But I thought I was going to be because I cry a lot. I cry a lot these days in stories. I'll read a comic book. <laughs> I'll, I'll shed some tears. I'll watch like Queen's Gambit, and I'll like I'm like start crying uh i'm like she's an alcoholic i can relate <laughs> um and surprisingly don't watch not, the flight attendant then <laughs> not not one uh not one tier um for uh the, yeah, end, the I, season finale of mandalorian there were people who were very like stoked on the season finale and i like don't get me wrong it great series but i was not at all shocked or like sentimental about it sentimental about it and i think it's because like um do i want those stories about kind of what happened in the aftermath yes is it fun to i guess get this tertiary look at it yeah but i think the other part that i kind of liked about the mandalorian is that it didn't have any of those people in it I and so it was okay Mm -hmm. because there wasn't i didn't it didn't matter to me what any of those Whatever, whatever the main characters were doing, because they weren't part of the story, and I was okay with that. And so when Boba Fett shows up, I'm like, Boba Fett, <laughs> Boba Fett. But like, I go, okay, yeah, okay, he's a Mandalorian. How do you not do it without Boba Fett? I get that. But I was just like, I kind of like that it hung out in its own world and did its own thing, and I didn't have like the stormtroopers were there, but it wasn't like, oh, there's general whoever right it was like somebody you didn't know fighting with cylons and uh or bill burr's character or something like that you know like new like a new new yeah i and i thought that was i thought so i thought the uh guest appearances of the people who are like oh look here's this here's the guest appearance for this episode um i thought they did a really good job with most of those i thought that those were those were good um, I don't like that we went back to them so much, though. Yeah, yeah. It very, it very much felt like this should have just all been one season. Yeah. Because I feel like season two, you're like, okay, we're moving on. But then I kept like, oh, why are we going back to see these people? Yeah, right? I agree. I agree. Like, why do we in the same spaceport that we were? Why and really, we, the only person I wanted we, was Nick Nolte. Yeah. Why? Why did he have to yeah, die? Yeah. 
I'm like, mm, I don't need any more Tia Carrera, please. Ugh, she kind of brings me out of it. <laughs> That's not Tia uh, Carrera. Oh, uh, not Tia Carrera. <laughs> it's not from Wayne's World. Carano. Gina Carano? Yes, yeah, Gina, yeah. Gina, Gina something. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, Tia she, Carrera. That would have been great. It's been if getting a, if so a frog hard. Had, if a frog had wings, it wouldn't bump its ass when it hopped. <laughs> they would, she would have been great for that frog episode. She would have been. Maybe she was. Maybe she was the frog. <laughs> maybe she was the frog. Cannon. That's maybe cannon. The... <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a risk here. This is a real risk, Josh. Yeah. Uh, we might lose a lot of listeners. Uh, not because I'm, I'm not about to say anything vulgar or chauvinistic. So you're okay. But I am going to say something that's quite controversial, and maybe you can okay. help me answer this question. Um, okay. Why do people love Ahsoka Tano so much? I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I, I, you and I, was, I didn't grow up. You and I didn't grow up on the cartoons. But what is her personality like? Why? Why? I, I've never watched the cartoons. I could not tell you. I certainly didn't get I, any kind of personality traits from uh, the the performance that was was given. Uh, I'm like, is she a badass? Is she wise? Is she? She's, Did you watch the cartoons? Did you watch the cartoons? Uh, just a, I've seen a couple of them. I've seen her in a couple of cartoons. That, but that's why you uh, and I didn't watch the Clone Wars cartoons because literally Ahsoka Tano is a giant part of those Clone Wars. But cartoons. have you heard anyone and talking that, about why she's good though? Like why? No, because what, I don't. I'm ask, too old. Anna, you don't answer follow no follow up questions. Uh, yeah, as far as I'm, like, too, I'm too old, so yeah. I don't. I don't know, right? Like I didn't. I hated the prequels. Uh, because like it was not my Star Wars, and so I didn't want to watch the cartoon. Because one, I think they came out when Grace was really too young, so we wouldn't have watched them together. And I wasn't going to watch them because I was so mad at the prequels that I wasn't going to watch a cartoon based on terrible characters from the prequels. Now that I'm thinking of it, she probably is the first like real featured female Jedi. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to count Princess Leia, but who like wields. A lightsaber, yeah. like in the full front of the scene. So okay, so yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the 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 benchmark. Well, yeah, and being... again, you and I don't. We didn't watch those cartoons, so I can't. I can't even claim to know. I mean, people love like va- like young Vader because of those things. Like they like. Oh, I think that's why some kids really like those cartoons or mm-hmm. like those prequels because that fills in a bunch of stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just, I never watched the Clone Wars, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, when I saw, I knew, I knew that they were having this season, and so it came. I'm like, all right, let's see what the big deal is. Like, what is her? Like, how does she interact with other characters? Is she like, like super snot? Is she like a punk rock Jedi? Is she like a? Uh, I don't think you got anything from her because like I, I think that they didn't. I think because it's not her show, they painted her as a very blank canvas so they can do what they want to do with that makes season. sense yeah yeah you don't want to step on you don't want to set your the character up so that then your other writers are limited by what they can do with her yeah but i tell you what i'm excited give me oh the obi-wan kenobi series dude that's the one i want to see the most give it to me give it to me give me that obi-wan i he's the best part about the prequels the prequels yeah. is obi-wan true true i love me some you mcgregor yeah, give me you maybe, and the regular. Maybe this year we'll pick, through the desert. Maybe this year we'll pick a volume of Star Wars. I've read a lot of. The, I, I want to read. Stuff, I want to read but... Darth Vader. I want to read oh, the Vader read that, one. So we can, yeah, yeah. Or we could read the first Jason Aaron's first 
volume of the Star Wars series. Yeah, I was thinking about looking up online and looking at what like the best '80s run of that was. You know, where they had, you know, kind of the 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 original or the dark. Let's do the trilogy. dark. Let's go to Dark Horse and read the the yeah. Old Republic. Let's let's read something random for that. I think that'll be good. That'll I be good. I would like to fill in a Star Wars hole. I don't know anything about these Knights of the Old Republic. Why are the Why are these knights so old? Can we get some young knights? Yeah, why do they got to be old knights? It's like Knights of the Old Republic, babe. <laughs> I wonder how if you could count how many times we did. That's the one I didn't do. I didn't count how many times we did that. Uh, did that joke this year? Oh, the Dennis Miller. Yeah, how many times did we do a Dennis Miller impression? Well, I, on the show? I, I think that's the most original many, thing we have on this on this podcast. I don't think any other podcast out of the millions of podcasts bring up Dennis Miller as much as we as much as we do. And not in, and not like man, we love Dennis Miller, but it's just fun to talk like that, babe. Yeah, it's just sometimes yeah. it helps punctuate a thought, babe. When you when you've got no place to go after it, babe. Agreed. Agreed. Well, right. we got a. We're looking Ladies. down the barrel of a new year. Josh and I are talking. Uh, we're not going to say the books right now because we don't. We don't want to no, no, say no. them, get you excited, and then call us, switch them up. So you're gonna have to. Tune but we got in a couple out. things. We've got we've got a good spread planned out right now. I think a good variety um, for your sampling pleasures. Uh, and Travis, we still got to talk about Dune, buddy. Did I you finish? Finish Dune. I haven't read it anymore since the last time we podcasted. I'm, I'm the on. Part the, all right, book, I will. I'm on book five yeah. of the series. I don't. I, I. I don't hate it, Josh. It's just. It just consumes all my reading time, and I'm trying to read Lonesome Dove and Ready Player Two, and I'm jumping back and forth between these three different genres. I, I'm sorry. It's a lot. Well, Ready Player Ready Player Two is at least sci-fi. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah. Yeah. I look. I didn't read the first one. Yeah. But. I watched the movie. Okay. And the movie was okay. Yeah. It was okay. okay. It's all okay. It's all okay. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's bad. Who cares? Ready hey. player one. Whatever. Ready player three. <laughs> I love how all of our, all of our, all of our impressions are mid nineties comedians, early nineties comedians. That really pins us to a, sp- a certain s- spot in time. Uh, <laughs> wow. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. You can find us on comicexposure.com. You can find all of our episodes there with the show notes. You can go back and wherever your favorite podcast app is, maybe you're listening to this right now and you're like, I freaking hate this podcast app, babe. That's terrible, babe. <laughs> and you want to listen to it on a different one. You can find us on the Spotify, on the Apple podcast. I believe we're on Google. We're on the things where you can find us. Whatever your podcast is, you can get the RSS feed from the website and just listen to your heart's content. All of our past episodes, if you like any of the books that we talked about uh, in our recap, go find them. Go back and listen to the episode. Share it with your friends. Start your own book club. Do a, Read what we read. Start a Zoom book club to talk about it. Meet with people. Share. Wouldn't that be messed up if someone just took the books that we read and did another comic book podcast, but they just did the same books that we read? They just listened to our episode and just picked the same book? That'd be shitty. That's a comic book cock block right there. Oh, man. That's tough stuff. Yeah. All right. So, New Year, we've we've got books. We've got episodes. We'll have guests. We've got bullshit that we'll talk about. 
Thank you for tuning in. Travis, is it six years? Was this our sixth year anniversary yep, December, in December? Mid-December marked six years, babe. Six years? Yeah. You and I have been talking about comic books for a long time. I cannot... I, I don't want to go back and count the amount of books we read over six years. When but you, my friend... Variants, yeah. You, my friends, can go back and read all of the books that we've... You find one that you like. There's something in there for everybody. That's the comic exposure motto. I think we've After read six 100, years, 100 comics. Because I think there's something like, six, like 70 uh, variants, and I think we're in the 170 episodes. Wow. And I think on some of those issues, some of those episodes, we may have done more than one book. Correct, sir. So many books for you to go back, check out. I think out of everything we've done, you'll find something you like. Hit the merch store, grab yourself a shirt, support the scene. Uh, I think that's it. That's we're all hit, we're hitting 200 this year. That's it. We're hitting 200 this year. 200 books. We're going to hit what? it. We're going to have, we're gonna, you wanna, we're going to have to do a whole big, like best covers of all time. So 200. 200 episodes. I thought you meant 200 books. I'd like the 100 books to read. Yes. Yeah. No, we'll get 200 episodes this year. Yeah. yeah it's be 200, 200 books. Get to reading. What? <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Travis and I will see you next trade.